Hello and welcome to the Not The Top 20 betting show sponsored by Betfair. It's our never-ending quest for value and hopefully winners across the Championship, League One and League Two. I'm Ali Maxwell and he's George Ellick and we've been at it for some time. This show uh, is about betting and therefore it is very strictly for over 18s only. And not only that, we ask that everyone listening who's thinking about placing a bet this weekend or anytime, be gamble aware and head to begambleaware.org to brush up on the risks that come with gambling. Hello, George. Hello, Ali. Two we- there was a microphone there for a second. Two weeks ago, we had double nap winner, Stevenage. Last week, we had nap NB. Stockport, winner. winner. Good winner as well. Uh, you're one of the weekend, but better to get your nap up if you're going to get one out you're of four. You're absolutely flying. I'm... You're having a good season. We're keeping our feet on the ground. Okay. Where possible. Uh, we know how easily things can flip in this game, and we're, we're, we're never too high, never too low. Um, but thank you for saying that. Yeah. It's okay. Good week. Sunderland, nap up by about... Seven no by about eight fifteen on Friday night. Um, Stockport next best up. Jordan Rhodes anytime from the spot. Uh, Eleven to four winner as well. The Fleetwood nil Orient one with Ruel Satiru to score. Uh, the fifty five to one long shot was not a winner. It means five profitable weeks in a row for me, which is quite fun. Really good. Neil Harris has just been sat to Gillingham. Wow, that's a live moment. I don't think we've ever done that before on the on the uh, betting show. He's but- been sacked. Well, they've decided to part company, so I'll leave you in charge of, of how to define it. Uh, David Livermore also leaving the club. Keith Millen will take control of the first team matches on an interim basis. I'm looking forward to the Monday pod where we discuss that <laughs> further and think about where Gillingham will turn next. Uh, any Gillingham picks in your betting picks? None. <laughs> None for me There, there might be now. <laughs> there might be now. Um, okay, let's crack on and look forward rather than backwards uh, to the weekend that approaches. George, what is your best bet across the three leagues? What's your nap? League one for me, Shrewsbury against Northampton. I'm going for Northampton. Draw no bet at 10 to 11 is my nap. Stop it. Yeah. My nap, Northampton, straight up. Foolish. No draw, no bet here. It's going to be a draw. Is that overconfidence? My nap is now the draw in Shrewsbury (laughs) against... um, Yeah, so... um, Let's let's bat this between us, shall we? I'm not surprised. I know that you and I look at the number side of the game in a very similar way. And I had the pleasure or displeasure, depending on which camp you're from, of watching Shrewsbury in midweek as they were defeated 3-0 by Oxford. And it's fair to say that I wasn't that impressed. And it doesn't surprise me that if you look at the um, League One expected goals tables as provided by Opta on the Mm. Opta analyst. Thank you, Opta. And you look at the open play XG, Cheltenham Town, who are yet to score a goal at all, open play or not, have an XG of 4.62. Shrewsbury have an XG from open play of 5.07. So only 0.5 expected goals between the two of them. They've had they've also had um seven no nine shots fewer than Quick Cheltenham maths. in that time too. Yeah. Uh, 64 shots from open play in that time. They have also scored once from from uh, from set pieces. They they only scored four goals so far in the season. And that, there might be an OG or two in there yeah. that they wouldn't be They, they have only actively scored or a pen they've kicked yeah true no, would that not be no you're no. fair enough okay cool learn how to read data George um, but uh, when you consider that they played Oxford in midweek in that game they had four shots in total two of those shots came after the 90th minute when they were 
you know, already 2-0 or 3-0 down, they offered very little going forward. Now, Northampton might not strike those as being an obvious team to back away from home, uh, especially odds on draw no bet. But what if I could also tell you that the only team with a better defensive record from open play in terms of expected goals than Oxford, the opposition in midweek, are Northampton with 4.64 expected goals from open play. Uh, they've actually conceded seven goals, so they're underperforming there um, in some regards. But they are clearly a side, well, they are so far the best side in the league, that is, restricting the opposition from creating good chances. That is sensational, isn't it, really? Mm. Like a team that came up from League Two last season who, in the last two years under John Brady, projected as a strong defensive team in the league below. Yeah. The, the assumption would be that moving up your numbers aren't going to get better on the defensive end. They are more likely to get worse, and yet... And therefore not a massive surprise that so far this season, of their five defeats in the campaign, three of them were 1-0 defeats. Of their four wins, two of them were 1-0 wins. And one of them was a a 2-0 win. So it's very hard for me to fathom why this is going to be a game where we see plenty of goals. I think 0-0 has to be quite a big runner. Um, I don't think Shrewsbury's defensive shape, though, is particularly good. I cannot wrap my head around Shrewsbury being favourites for this one. They were okay, in fairness, against uh, Charlton last weekend, where Charlton were kind of the team that came away with a nil-nil draw and were probably happier of the two in that regard. It was at one all, but I mean, they came away with the the draw. Um, But Northampton coming off the back of two consecutive wins. They scored five goals in those wins. Um, Hoskins looking very lively. Louis Apre looking decent as well. They've got it feels like for the first time this season, the attacking uh, fluidity is coming alongside that good defensive record. And I think they should absolutely be favourites for this one. Like mm-hmm. unquestionably should be favourites for this one. Um, but because, you know, this is, a, a you know, the, because they're a side where we're seeing a pretty low goal line, I want to have draw, the draw no bet on side because nil nil and one will have to be quite big runners. Yeah, I mean, not only could I not agree more, but I agree stronger, if that makes sense. Because obviously I'm I'm not taking the, the draw no bet uh, angle, just going for a straight Northampton win just because of how strongly I feel, as you do, that Shrews being favourites for this game, even with home advantage, I find very confusing. Um, they haven't scored in five league games, Shrews. Mm. Uh, and you're right to point out that against Orient uh, and uh, in their last game as well against... Oh, they're last weekend against Charlton, they weren't as bad as the the nil next to their name suggested. Um, but it sounded like midweek against Oxford, they sort of reverted back to being um, a team that wasn't creating much. And even when they have created much over the course of the season, there's a real lack of confidence amongst their, their attacking uh, group of players at the moment. And you can't say that about Northampton. You know, you rightly point out the defensive numbers and that's a great foundation to start with. It is a team that is strong in defence and in Cobblers' four away games so far this season, they've only conceded three goals. And you're right to say that nil nil's a runner because they are not as good going forward as they have been defensively. I've just seen some signs in the last couple of games that that is starting to loosen and improve as well. I spoke on the Monday pod about a goal that they scored last weekend that was incredibly uh, encouraging. Not only did they build it through the thirds and McWilliams in midfield broke a tackle, carried it forward and then played a through ball. But what you're seeing is a group of forward players that have been playing together since the start of last season who know each other and each other's movements so well and you can get a real benefit from that as a unit when you are so almost like telepathic in your movement. The ball went through, uh, Bowie and Apere had made clever runs to, to pull the centre-backs apart, and Hoskins had run straight through the middle and, and finished well. So, um, And then in midweek, 
you know, they, they had another fantastic win. Hoskins, Apere, Pinnock, Bowie, that front four were right on it against Reading. Um, Apere set up Hoskins, Bowie set up Apere, and Hoskins set up Pinnock. So actually, just based on the last two games, and maybe it'll just be a couple of one-off performances, I do think their attacking output is starting to tick upwards as well to get up yeah. towards the point of the defensive output. So clearly we're, you know, we're, we're positive on Cobblers, we're negative on, on Shrewsbury, um, and, and that's it really, that's... Our naps. Uh, mine is Northampton to win with the Betfair Sportsbook at 2.75. Uh, and George's is uh, Northampton draw no bet at 10 to 11. What's your next best? My next best is down in League Two, and I'm backing Swindon at 15 to 8 to beat Bradford. Um, no manager bounce is going to have to be said at some point here. Irrelevance. As Bradford sacked Mark Hughes last night, and Kevin McDonald, the player, will take charge of this one. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not even looking at that in any sense at the moment. I like, I, I think Mark Hughes hadn't been doing a particularly good job, and I think the fact that he wasn't doing a particularly good job plays into my reason as to why I'm looking to take Bradford on here, um, because they just aren't at the moment a, a very good side. Um, when you're looking at their uh, game so far this season, they've won two home games. Those against Colchester and against Crew. Um, they won one other game, which came away at Newport County, which they they, they won four one um, a couple a couple of weeks ago. Which you know Andy Cook scored the hat trick. Everyone was hoping this was going to be the beginning of a of a change, but they've been poor for the majority of the campaign. You know they came into the season with high hopes. They were a playoff semi finalist last season, having snuck in there late on. Um, but they come up against a Swindon side who I think are legitimately good, and the fact that Swindon come here off the back of a three one defeat at Notts County might be a reason why we're seeing the price that we're getting because. Um, Yes, Swindon lost that game, but Notts County are just ultimately a very good football team at League Two level, and I don't think they lose anything in defeat. And the the uh, task at hand here is a far simpler one, in my view. Um, they have in Charlie Austin, a striker who's a very different player to the one who's previously um, so effective at this level. He is good at holding the ball up. He's good at bringing Dan Kemp and Jake Young into play, and it's Kemp and Young who are the biggest goal threats, and they are goal threats, like consistently getting into uh, goal-scoring positions. Tyree Shade has also stepped up in the last couple of games to add uh, you know, a fourth to that attacking quartet under uh, Mike Flynn there, a side whose attacking fluidity and consistent attacking threat I think will suit this kind of game where Bradford's themselves, um, especially their home form over the last three years basically they just seem to struggle with the expectation that comes of playing at Valley Parade I think Swindon will come and take the game to them and it should be a fairly entertaining affair like I'm happy to take the win only here just because with Bradford they obviously do have the quality within their side to put in a better performance as Newport found out the other day and in Cook they've got a strike who when he's at his best is probably the best goal scorer in the league but um, I think Swindon are the better side of the two and I think that's been shown now over long enough in the campaign with Swindon in sixth and Bradford in 18th I have no interest in um, paying much attention to Hughes' departure. You know, a manager who's done a lot in the game and who took them to a playoff semi-final last season. It's hard for me to suddenly think that he is being an aggressively negative influence, even if if Bradford do make the right appointment next. Um, obviously, there could be an uptick in fortunes long term. So, yeah, 15 to 8 about Swindon to get a win at Valley Parade is my next best. I'm back in League One. My next best is Leighton Orient to beat Reading at 6-5, to 2.2. Just very pleased to have seen this uh, at odds against. And I think that's uh, worthy of a next best. Reading finding it very, very tough at the moment. And almost all of that begins outside of anything to do with the manager, anything to do with the players, uh, anything to do with the coaching staff. It starts with the... 
issues off the field that have impacted the club, undermined the team and various managers and various squads for a number of years now. Um, constant fear really off the field about what will come next. Um, there's a there's been points deductions, two of them already this season. Um, the the staff and players were paid their wages on time at the end of last month, which was great. Uh, but there is still a, a tax bill outstanding. Um, Dai Yong's ownership of the club is is steering it towards, uh, well, it's, it's beyond a precarious situation, whatever is next on from a precarious situation. And there's understandably uncertainty, apathy, anger surrounding the club. It's impacting the team. Um, both in terms of the the sort of uh, the atmosphere around the place, you would think, but also the fact that this is a club who, for many years now, have been restricted in what they can do in the transfer market, um, put under either embargo or strict business plans, and have a squad that reflects that. Um, it's a very very young team, and a lot of the academy graduates that have been thrust into action have, in flashes, performed very well and, and looked like exciting young players. But it hasn't led to any sort of consistent performance level. But the main thing is just Reading away from home are, are about as bad as any club away from home. You know, up there with a team like Morecambe that we often talk about in League Two, Rotherham in the Championship, Reading are the equivalent in League One, where they they cannot seem to be competitive on their travels. They've lost all five league games this season. Last season in the Championship, they played 23 games away from home. They lost 17 of them, drew three and won three. Uh, the worst record in the Championship away from home, obviously. Just really, really poor. And it's continued even the level below. They've been beaten easily in their last two away at Northampton, at Blackpool, um, without, again, putting up a huge amount of a fight, particularly defensively struggling. But they also lost at Port Vale. They lost at Exeter. They lost at Cambridge. With respect to those teams, these aren't even the division's best side. So it's not like they're losing to you know to to significantly stronger teams. Um, and I, I just think these young players are struggling to impact games. But the experienced players that are there are also not offering enough. David Button was disastrous in goal in midweek. Um, three howlers, really. Yeardom got sent off from the bench, so presumably suspended for this one. He's a senior player in this team. Uh, Sam Hutchinson, Harley Dean, not having a massive impact. Other players like Holmes, McIntyre, Guinness Walker, all not in the squad, either unavailable or not picked. So having been overrun by Cobblers in midweek, they travel to Orient and I just don't see it going a huge amount better. Uh, I, I don't think Orient are quite as good at attacking on the break as Northampton were, which is how they sliced up Reading, but they do have ways of hurting you. Um, Satiriu, as discussed many times on this show, I rate very highly as a, as a poacher and a goal scorer. Joe Piggott has scored um, in the win against Exeter. He also scored to put them 1-0 up against Lincoln in midweek. And of course, many of you listening uh, or watching will have seen the incredibly sad news that led to that game being postponed, which is that an Orient fan uh, had a medical emergency in the stands and very, very sadly uh, did pass away. So that match was abandoned. It will be replayed, um, you know, for the record. Orient were 1-0 up against Lincoln and, and had played pretty well. Um, and I think that's the sort of performance level that would be enough to beat Reading, who are a much easier team to play against than Lincoln City are. Um, Piggott had scored in that game. Uh, Satirio had been a threat. And they're looking a lot more solid at the back in the last month or so, Orient. So um, expect them to get it done, just like I did when when picking them two weeks ago at home to Shrews. They won that one 1-0. I, I would see a similar 1-0, 2-0 maybe here against Reading. Uh, Leighton Orient, my next best. Uh, get a completely free acca on football this weekend with the Betfair Sportsbook. Claim the free bet via the promotions page. Then just build a multiple or a bet builder. It applies for that as well. And the free bet will be there 
in your bet slip. Opt-in is required, so make sure you do claim the bet via the promotions page. And the uh, max, the free bet varies between £1 and £10 per customer. Uh, so check it out on the promotions page. Do check the T's and C's as well. Completely free acca on football this weekend with Betfair. Who's your goal scorer pick? Because you muttered to me earlier. Quite excited about this one. Uh, Cameron McGeehan at 5-1 to one anytime uh, for Colchester against Morecambe is my goal scorer pick. Uh, he was sent off last weekend in the win over Notts County where Colchester scored five goals at home um, against Morecambe despite Morecambe's good uh, win at Forest Green last time out. We've seen how poor they are away from home generally. Um, yeah, I mean, it would, it feels to me like they are a side who you kind of want to take on away from home. And against Forest Green, I know that wasn't the case, but Forest Green themselves have been very, very poor at home this season. So it kind of rings true to me that that might be a, 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 the case for why. And we've seen Colchester many times this season already as well um, show themselves to be a team that can, when they kind of get going, score a lot of goals. In McGeehan, they've got a player who um, scored... Uh, he had five shots against Tranmere, was what I was going to say, um, playing central midfield, which to me is showing a player who's maybe given a little, little bit more license to get forward than the price is suggesting. Um, he That was his first game for the club. Since then, you know, he scored against Notts County last time out. Um, but if you look at his record over the course of his career, he's a player that scores goals, like he, especially at League Two level in the past as well, where when playing in League Two for Luton, um, back in 15-16, he scored 12 goals and 41. The season after in 16-17, scored 10 goals in 24 games. Like he is a player who should be a cut above the level. Even in Belgium last season, he scored four in 19. Like he's someone who has made a bit of a career out of being kind of a direct goal scorer from, from midfield. And for this Colchester side, he should get that. Um, he, given that he didn't play midweek, I think we can be fairly confident he's going to play at least the majority of the game, having having served his suspension. And I just think at five to one, he's being overlooked here for, as for what he is, which is a senior player, one of the best players uh, for a side who could and should uh, enjoy themselves if they're to win the game. So five to one, McGeehan is my uh, goal scorer pick. Five to one, five to two. That's. Devante Cole's price to score against Exeter and that's my anytime goal scorer pick. Devante Cole for Barnsley uh, is uh, I just don't understand this um, they've played 11 games uh, Barnsley Cole has scored in 6 of them so this has landed in 6 of 11 uh, he has scored 9 goals in total because he's, he's also got a hat-trick and a brace in there too no one in the EFL has scored more goals this season than Devante Cole um, and he's 5-2, to 3.5 to score with the Betfair Sportsbook. I think it's very generous. Exeter, the hosts, you may remember us talking about them about a month ago when Exeter were top of the league after, what was it, five or six games, and it was based on really impressive defensive numbers, uh, defensive solidity. Well, I'm here to tell you that that's dropped off massively in the last few weeks, and unsurprisingly, they're sliding down the table as a result. Sinisalo in goal is doing his best. Uh, the Finnish international on loan from Villa. He's been very impressive. Um, saved a pen in midweek as well. But very little protection he's getting from the defence. But also, I'd say, from the, the midfield screeners. If you watch their game in midweek, the first goal that they concede, there's just absolutely no protection whatsoever. And you feel a bit sorry for the defenders. But then on, on top of that, they're compounding the issues by making individual mistakes as well. So Exeter have conceded nine goals in their last three. Who's been scoring against them? Uh, Alfie May at the double, 
in midweek. The game before, Sam Hoskins for Northampton. The main goal threats of their last two opposition have not found it difficult to score against them. So we have League One's premier goal scorer right now at 5-2 to two to score against them. Uh, Devante Cole, goals are literally in his DNA, being the son of Andrew Cole, uh, one of the most natural goal scorers that English football's ever seen. And albeit at League One level rather than Premier League level, you can see where, you know, the, the genetics have bled into Devante as a player. He has scored... You know, he's he's a poacher. He doesn't offer a huge amount else, but he's playing in a team where that doesn't necessarily need to matter. He's very, very quick, and he scored a couple of goals where Barnsley have broken quickly. They like to play forward quickly and transition, and Cole thrives on that, and, and they have players who can play really good through balls like Herbie Kane. Uh, he also ran the length of the pitch with the ball to score the other day after breaking from, from an opposition corner. But also there's the other way of doing it where Barnsley have possession and they need to break down a team. Generally, their joy comes down the sides with Cadden and, and his left foot and his delivery from the left side or from the right side where O'Keefe is, is providing a really good threat, getting to the byline and cutting it back. And Cole's the one that they look for. He's their number nine. His XG per shot number, which basically values the, the quality of his average shot, reflects that he is just a poacher and he's having good chances created for him at 0.2 XG per shot. That's about as high as you get. And there aren't many higher than him uh, in League One. So League One's top goal scorer, the EFL's joint top goal scorer at 5-2 to two anytime against a team whose defence has been poor in the last few weeks. I love it. Devante Cole, uh, 3.5, 5-2 with the Betfair Sportsbook. Do a long shot for me. Show me the long shot. Oh. I'm stealing your boy. Should we rename the long shot the header from a corner? Because uh, he's not going to score a long shot. Omar, show me. <laughs> um, is my long shot for Sutton, who hosts Walsall. Um, I spoke about this game on the Six Fix, which is on the EFL newsletter, which you should subscribe to. Um, you. Not you. Oh. Yeah. Uh, you shouldn't bother. Um, yeah, I mean, Sutton are struggling at the moment, but they're still a, a pretty good attacking side from set pieces. I think they're seventh for XG ratio so far from set plays. They've scored three goals. I think if they're going to stay up this season and if Matt Gray is going to uh, turn their fortunes around, I think set-pieces are going to have to play a huge part in that. We'll also have the worst expected goals against from set-pieces in the whole league by quite some way. 5.96. The worst team from set-pieces in terms of stopping the opposition from creating chances. And Show Me should now play because I know there was you were impressed by his numbers a couple of weeks ago. Um, you put him up to, to to score. He then didn't play, and then he came back into the side and scored, which was upsetting for you. Correct. Um, he, Not as upsetting if it, as if he scores for you this week. He's played four nineties in a row, so I'm I'm hoping that the fact that they're not playing very well. Uh, won't mean he suddenly comes out again. <laughs> He's he, already been dropped once. Surely Matt Gray's gone. Right. Whatever happens, I want show me in there. Yeah, you'd hope so. Um, and he's had a shot in every game uh, since the first two games of the season. He had four shots, famously, in a game at Newport. Um, the shot locations are very good. Like, he's dominant in the air. And at 11-1, to 1, I think there's a bit of value there for a guy who's clearly very, very good at getting into attacking positions from set pieces up against the worst defence of stopping that from happening. Yeah, I'm just upset. I haven't, I haven't seen that and I haven't picked that myself um, <laughs> for obvious reasons. A double long shot would be something. I can't. <laughs> surely that will never happen. Um, my long shot is is not a centre back header from a corner. It's a team and BTTS pick at five point five, uh, nine to two, and it's in League Two, and it's Crew to beat Salford at Salford and BTTS in the game at five point five. I mean, Crew were 
the next next best for me. Uh, their price of three point four to beat Salford is is insane to me. I I see them as much the better side now. I know why their price is why it is. <laughs> right. And that's because Crew's underlying numbers, their XG for and against, uh, does not suggest that they are as good as the league table and their results suggest. In particular, running very hot uh, going forward, scoring a lot more goals than their uh, expected goals numbers would suggest. Uh, and also, uh, they just haven't been very good defensively at all. And that's reflected both in the underlying numbers and in the goals against column. Um, so... But even knowing that and acknowledging that, like you know whose numbers are also really bad? Who? Salford City. Yes. Salford City, their hosts, whose numbers are also really poor. Mm. Like defensively... And results are poor until... And results are poor. Uh, defensively, Salford are... Um, uh, and crew are, are broadly similar and they both conceded quite a lot of goals. Going forward, Salford's numbers are poor. Their goal output is poor and crew's underlying numbers are okay and their goal output is very good like crew clearly to me still the better football team here um it's probably the closest i've ever got to shouting football isn't played on a spreadsheet it's played on grass, grass. <laughs> because something doesn't align with my opinion uh anyway the btts aspect is is pretty straightforward crew have conceded in 10 of their 11 games um and they're away from home here and salford are Picked up a little bit with back-to-back wins. I mean, I would say they've beaten Sutton, who possibly the worst team in the league. Um, they beat Newport last weekend at home, but it was not comfortable at all. Mm. And I think that Crew are the better side. I think that they should win this game, but I think they'll concede and, and need to score plenty again to win. Uh, and I think that there's a very good chance of that happening. So Crew and BTTS, yes, a 5.5 is my long shot. A reminder, with the match odds 90 offer from Betfair this season, um, you can bet on teams and have the insurance of having a winning bet, even if the team does not win. Uh, if they are winning when the clock hits 90, you get paid out. In fact, in Cruz home game or in Cruz league game last weekend against Wrexham, match odds 90 market paid out for those who'd backed crew, but not for those who'd backed it uh, straight up. So um, there are T's and C's to this. So please make sure you read them. Um, but that's this season's big offer from Betfair. Markets with the 90 icon. Uh, if the team you bet on in that market is winning when the clock hits 90, it's a winner no matter what happens next. Uh, the BTTS sixfold, George, is alarmingly down at 18 to 1. I think it's because there are so many goals that the BTTS price is just across the board are getting shorter, which is a shame. I mean, that is definitely the case. Hopefully there will be so many goals in these six games. Do we win? And then an 18 to 1 winner. Who's going to get upset about that? Not me. No. Who are your three? Show me the BTTS Acker yeah. uh, winners, please, if that's okay. Okay. Um, my three, starting, I, I know it's not everyone's favourite thing to do, but I don't care. Uh, starting with the, the early game on Saturday. Mm -hmm. um, so this could be done and dusted before kickoffs, but I think in Sunderland against Middlesbrough, there is a reason to believe that despite this being a, a game between two sides where there's no love lost, I'm not going to go further than that. Um, Sunderland are a side under Tony Mowbray who we know um, their attacking play is at the forefront of everything that they do and that is exactly the same with Borough and Borough seem to have finally found some level of attacking fluidity um, you know they were good uh, good value for their win in midweek they created loads of chances and this is basically two sides where for me their their attacking uh, talent is at the forefront of everything that they do uh, Accrington Forest Green down in League 2 is the next one Accrington been good for BTTS so far this season Forest Green 
um, much better away from home than at home. I think they'll cause Accrington some problem, problems. We've seen John Coleman's side be uh, pretty open defensively, albeit decent going forward. And finally, the game you were just talking about, Salford against Crew. Crew been friends for BTTS backers uh, for the most part this season. Salford seem to have found some level of attacking um, verve in the last couple of weeks, but defensively been pretty poor throughout. Um, so this is basically six teams, I think, all of them have defensive frailties, but have some kind of attacking groove. Plym v Swan in the championship Plus for me. One. Plymouth against Swansea. Um, Plymouth home games, in fact, Plymouth away games. Any Plymouth game I'm going to look at here uh, because of their approach to life and football, which is bold and front-footed, uh, but somewhat leaky. Uh, they lost 2-0 at home in midweek to Millwall, not ideal. Um, but overall, it's seven games going BTTS out of 10 so far this season. Uh, and they come up against a Swansea team that have really found their feet wow. under Mike Duff. Injecting <laughs> some energy into the podcast very late. They've scored eight in their last three Swansea. They've won all three of those games. Um, I think this is going to be a game where they will feel very confident of hurting Argyle, but Argyle at home score, apart from in midweek when they didn't, but that's what they do. Uh, also in League One, Charlton and Blackpool. I'm kind of looking at Appleton's Charlton with interest for BTTS because they've got some really good attacking players. Alfie May, Miles Lieburn, Corey Blackett-Taylor, Chuck Sanike looks dangerous in midweek. Slobodan Tedic is there off the bench. Mm. Um, tons and tons of quality. And Appleton, a good manager when it comes to attacking. Less good when it comes to defending. And I think we've seen that already in, in his tenure, where Charlton have looked a little bit wobbly. Um, and I think it's a, seven of their last eight games have gone BTTS Charlton. And Blackpool should be able to hurt them. Uh, Jordan Rhodes, friend from last week in particular. Uh, and then Exeter Barnsley, also only one, uh, as discussed, Exeter defensively have dropped off big time. I think Barnsley will score. Hopefully, Devante Cole will do that. Uh, and Exeter themselves, with Dimitri Mitchell, they have a real threat. Barnsley themselves have a pretty poor uh, XG against number. They are not a hugely solid defence Barnsley, so I would imagine that the home team Exeter should be able to create a few opportunities to score against them. Barnsley with the fourth worst expected goals against from open play. That's the BTTS sixfold at 18.86 with the Betfair Sportsbook. Sunderland Middlesbrough, Plymouth Swansea in the champ. Charlton Blackpool, Exeter Barnsley in League One. Salford Crew, Accrington Forest Green in League Two. Nicely spread across the three leagues. George, recap your selections. And then it's time for the weekend. <laughs> uh, Northampton draw no better at 10 to 11 is my nap. Um, Swindon away at Bradford at 15 to 8 is my next best. Cameron McGeehan at 5 to 1 is my anytime goal scorer. And Omar Shomi, 11 to 1 anytime is my long shot. Lovely, lovely stuff. Northampton, my nap, 2.75. Please don't draw. That would be annoying. Leighton Orient. <laughs> Next best, 6-5, 2.2 with the Betfair Sportsbook. Goal scorer at Devante Cole for Barnsley against Exeter. Betfair standout price for this at 5-2, 3.5. My long shot, Crew and BTTS. Yes, at 5.5, that's 9-2. Uh, they are away at Salford. And the BTTS sixfold, Sunderland Borough, Plymouth Swansea, Charlton Blackpool, Exeter Barnsley, Accrington Forest Green, Salford against Crew. Thank you very much for listening and or watching. Probably not Probably not both, actually. <laughs> well, no, if you're watching, then you're probably listening as well. Um, you wouldn't just be watching the stream. 
Clever clogs. This Thank guy. Mm. This guy. Can't get past him. Uh, well, let's hope for a good week on the betting show. Best of luck with any of your own uh, selections. Please do share this show online if you enjoy it. Helps us to get the word out to uh, more listeners and viewers. Thank you to Betfair for sponsoring this podcast. And we hope you have a great weekend and that both this weekend and every single day of your life that you go well. <laughs>